0: This is Norm Holey for WFHB, and today I am interviewing Dr. Lee Raymond, professor in the political science area at Purdue University. He also is a member of the Climate Lab team. He is the lead author on the most recently issued report, which is on energy. This is a key report of the series that, in which there has been a report issued about every month. What are the essentials from the report?
1: Sure, Norm, and thanks for inviting us to talk about some of these findings. As you said, the report is part of the larger Indiana climate change impacts assessment, so really looking at this this global problem of climate change, but then really trying to understand as best we can what are the likely effects of this global problem on the state of Indiana. Our main attention, we really sort of divided our efforts into looking at what are some potential effects of climate change, uh, on energy demand in Indiana, and then also looked a little bit at what are some of the likely effects then on the kind of the supply side, how we produce usable and helpful energy for residents of the state. We focused our analysis primarily on the commercial and the residential sectors, mainly because prior research shows that those are the parts of the kind of energy economy. That are much more responsive to climate factors. To start on the demand side, we found that, the, again, the, the team predicting uh, basically warmer temperatures in the state, both in the winter and also in the summer. We have then found, our, with our modeling, that that translates into what we expect to be a, about a 3% on average sort of decrease in demand for energy in the residential sector. And this is driven mainly by higher winter temperatures. And that's primarily because, even though uh, again, homeowners will be spending, will using more energy for cooling in the summer, um, for the average Indiana home, at least, a larger part of that energy budget goes towards heating than towards cooling. So that translates in the residential sector into a, again, about a three percent decrease in demand for energy. But in the commercial sector, we find the opposite story. So in that part of those kinds of buildings, which are used more during the daytime, they actually dedicate a greater percentage of their energy to cooling than to heating, so those higher summer temperatures that we're also predicting, lead to, on average, about a 5% increase in energy demand in the commercial sector. And that's a pretty significant increase. When we looked at how much is spent in the state annually on energy in the commercial sector, and then did a little bit of math that, we translate that that's probably at least about $100 million in additional costs per year for commercial businesses, if you talk about a 5% increase in their energy bills due to those higher summer temperatures. We also find, in terms of the energy demand side, that the state is likely to experience a much larger number of sort of extreme heat days. So averages are not the only thing that matter here. Those days where we get temperatures that are into the mid-90s and above with high humidity put a unique strain on the energy system. And we expect to see a much larger increase in those numbers of days in terms of future summers in Indiana. And so that's another really important implication for energy demand, right? That we'll have more days where we'll be looking at uh, an energy system that's going to have potentially trouble, right, meeting that sort of peak demand in that way. Uh, Using a different model and looking just at how, um, again, urban residents use energy, we still expect to see uh, a pretty substantial increase in cooling demand and, and a similar kind of decrease, right, in heating demand looking at that model as well. On the supply side, we note first in the report, we're in the middle of a pretty significant energy transition in the state. We basically produced 93% of our electricity supply from coal in 2009, and that number is already down to 73% just in 2017. So that's a pretty huge jump just in the last eight or nine years with natural gas and renewables really picking up that slack. Not surprisingly, our model expects that trend to really continue in the future. Uh, And we see really that uh, going forward, uh, continuing declining reliance on coal to the point where eventually, as we look forward to like mid-century, you're really looking at a a state that's going to have no coal in its power mix. And instead, you're going to have probably something like a 50-50 mix of natural gas and renewables. But there's a lot of uncertainty in the natural gas and renewable mix because that depends a lot on the of prices of those two two energy sources renewables especially right now have been declining so rapidly that it's it's very hard to project out into the again you know another 30 40 50 or 60 years what those prices will look like but but what is pretty clear is that they're both out competing coal
0: i'm curious about uh the cost of say wind power versus natural gas and coal
1: so really at this point we, we we're seeing dramatic declines in wind to the point where already it's now it's from one percent to five percent of the state's energy mix again just in the last eight years you're seeing even more dramatic declines in the, actually the, the price of installed solar for especially utility scale is is really actually quite spectacular like really incredible declines in those prices there's a good chance that if those trends continue which is very again hard for us to predict we're looking at energy potential scenarios right out to 2050 or 2080 Rather than the kind of 50% renewables mix, you could easily have a much larger mix of those renewables. So if, those, if the current pricing trends on renewables continue, then probably they would make up the majority of that energy mix in that sort of, again, mid-century future.
0: How much of the state is a potential for, for wind energy and how much of the state is a potential for solar
1: the state has very high, obviously, wind potential and is already developing that pretty actively. We have a very large wind farm just north of Purdue, actually, where I'm working, and there's a lot of other interest in right wind development in the state. I think that it also has, you know, I, I would say good solar potential. You know, we're not Arizona, but there's still a good potential for solar installations here as well. I, there are definitely people who are exploring those options as well in the state.
0: Are you predicting that there will be adequate methods for storing the energy from wind and solar?
1: We can't really predict specific technological breakthroughs. So that's one of the important uncertainties in our report. The way we make these supply projections is we look at what the most knowledgeable sources are predicting as a kind of a general trend in technological development. And then that gets incorporated into the pricing. And then at this point, the model is also when it relies on wind, it is essentially building more capacity than required so that there will be some kind of storage that will allow for that to happen. Looking at a, a future with, right, a high reliance on wind, you actually see a larger capacity being built to allow for the ability to then store when the wind is blowing harder. And so, but but the pricing of that storage capacity is another really important uncertainty.
0: Will power from wind, say from Kansas, come part of our energy mix in the future?
1: I think to some extent, Indiana already is doing a little bit in the area of, again, importing and even, in, to some extent, exporting electricity. Whether those electrons will come from Kansas or not, I'm not sure. But I do think we are moving towards a, a future where you will see more and more of an integrated electricity market, where you'll see more and more cross-state fly and generation of electricity.
0: I'd like to thank Professor Lee Remen for an excellent review of energy policy going forward. Thank you very much for your comments.
1: Thank you, Norm. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about this report.